0: English pastor John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. Let's get into the word of God this morning. We're in Philippians chapter 1. We're reading verses 12 through 18. Verses 12 through 18 of Philippians 1. And if you don't have your Bibles or you forgot it or your phone's dead, I got you up here. It says this. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that, I rejoice. Amen. Today's message is one of those easy to preach, harder to live type of messages. You know what I'm talking about where it's really easy to say amen when you hear a good word. You're like, ooh, that's good. Say that again, pastor. And you say amen, but when you're outside these four walls and you're actually living it, that amen is so far off your vocabulary. You know what I'm talking about, man. What what if, I just know that if we practiced everything that we heard, everything that we were taught in, in, in the scripture, and we walked out every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, with, with a little bit of, of growth, and we applied these messages to our lives, man, we would see so many new heights in our lives. I think a lot of times we, we come to church and we hear the same thing and we hear a good word, but nothing really changes outside. What if, what if it did? What if, like, like, like John in the book of Revelation, what if we took the word and we ate it, we consumed it so that it became a part of our being? This word today requires a transformation of mind, okay? And I just want you to know that going in so that you can prepare yourself as as we, we get into this word. I want you to think about your life, your situation, and what, what adopting this type of mindset like the Apostle Paul could do for your life in a positive way. I've entitled today's message, There's a Reason. Someone say that with me. There's a reason. You know, you might be in a place today where... Everything that you're passing through, is kind of random and foreign and it looks, everything looks different to you and, and you don't understand it. You don't understand why you're going through it. It even seems pointless. Have you ever gone through a situation where like by the end of it, you're like, why did I go through that? Why did that just happen to me? Why was I in that relationship for five years that didn't do anything? It was just on and off, on and off. Why, why, why did I put myself through that? Why, why did I invest so much time and and effort and money into getting a degree that I don't even intend on using. What, what was the point of that? What if church, what if there's a reason, what if there's a reason, or maybe this morning you're, you're, you're in the middle of something that is so outside of the realm of your control. And you feel like you're the only one going through it. You're so alone because you feel like no one else can relate to your struggles. What if there's a reason personal testimony, church, when I go through these type of situations, of not understanding and feeling like I'm the only one going through a, a trial in a situation. I have to preach to myself. I don't know if that's like a blessing or a curse. I don't know if it's because I preach every Sunday morning, but sometimes I have to preach to myself and I have to like lay hands on myself and do an altar call for myself. And I have to remind myself of certain things. When I pass through these uh, times of of, 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 of testing and trials, I have to remind myself of my faith you ever have to do that, church? If you don't do that, you have to maybe, maybe adopt that a little bit more often. When, whenever you're going through a situation, remind yourself of the faith that you originally had that brought you to Christ in the first place. Sometimes I'm like, dude, Ryan, my faith tells me that God is on my side. And if I know that God is on my side and I know that by faith, God is sovereign, he's in control of all things. That means when I'm going through a situation that is outside of the realm of my control by faith, I know that there's got to be a purpose. There's got to be a reason. You got to help me preach this morning. The Apostle Paul, I think, is someone if you want to look to in the scripture I mean, you'll you'll, you'll find some major inspiration by just looking at his story. If you need to be inspired by something, read Paul's story. Read read what he went through in Acts about how the moment he became a Christian, he became blind. A blindness that would affect his vision for the rest of his life. Or how he started, uh, as soon as he started proclaiming the gospel all over the ancient world, he made enemies so quickly. People wanted to kill him. Or maybe how he became in prison for the sake of the gospel. Or maybe while he was on board a ship as a prisoner, that ship became shipwrecked. I mean, Paul went through some stuff, man. You think your life is hard. Paul knows that he's, he's probably even going to die for the sake of the gospel. And yet, he's writing this letter to the Philippians. And he's writing it from prison, the lowest point of his life. And what is he doing? He's telling them to rejoice. And, and instead of seeing his hardship as a hardship, he sees it as a reason. Some of us, we need to transform our minds. And we need to start realizing that what we're going through, there's, there's a divine purpose. Now, not all the time, okay? We got, let's, uh, let's, set things, let, let's set some things up this morning, okay? Because sometimes we go through some things in our lives that, that is only a result of, of, of your own doing, okay? Like, if you don't have money to pay your bills this week and you're like, God, why am I in this position, God? And you open up your bank account you're like, you see nothing in there. But last week, last week, you went a little shopping spree. <laughs> you went out to eat a little too much. And you're asking God, why am I going through this? God's like, dude, you, you did it to yourself, bro. Like sometimes we struggle with, with things and we ask God, what is the reason for all this? And God's like, you're the reason. There's no divine plan here. There's, there's, no, there's no purpose. There's no bigger plan. This is, this is a result of your doing. So that's not who this message is for. Okay, The message this morning, this applies to those that are going through something as a result of who they represent. So like if you're going out and you're being a light to the world and you're being the salt of the earth and and you're representing Jesus. And as a result, people are looking at you funny and you're and you're doing things that you don't really understand why you're doing it. But you're led by the spirit like Noah, when he was building an ark, he had no idea. Why? Why am I even doing this? But he was led by something greater. Or maybe maybe your finances are hurting right now because you took a step of faith. This word is for you this morning. If you're suffering for the sake of Christ, this is for you. We have to preach this message, church, because people quit things when they get hard. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever quit anything in your life because it's too hard? I, I used to teach. I used to teach a lot, a lot more music than I do. And, and um, anytime I would, I would take in a, an adult student. I would always hear the same story. I can't tell you how many times I would hear the exact same story from these adult students, particularly when it was piano. They would say, my mom put me in piano lessons when I was a kid, but I didn't really like it. I didn't get it. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I didn't like how my, my, my fingers had to stretch in weird ways that they never had to stretch before. And it was too hard. So I quit. And I regret regret ever quitting. This act of quitting, man, it's plagued children and adults for generations, people have no problem quitting, and it 's even plagued the ministry ministry is, is one of the highest uh, it 's got one of the highest turnover rates compared to like any other industry I, I looked that up and I was shocked well i wasn't I wasn't shocked I kind of expected it, but it was it, it was kind of sad to me, and this is why you know churches can 't keep leaders and they can't keep Pastors and, and volunteers because quitting has infected even the church. And it's so easy to quit something because all we have to do is find an excuse and you're off the hook. Oh, it's too time consuming. It's going to take too much of my time. Oh, it's too much of a commitment. I don't want to commit to that. Oh, it's too hard. That's, that's the classic one. It's too hard. And you start saying things that aren't even true, like like It's impossible. Layla is a lot like me, church. She's a lot like her mom too, but in, in, in some ways she's just like me. One of the ways that she's just like me is that she gets frustrated with herself when she can't do something right. And I'm the same way. If I'm, if I'm you know, having a hard time doing something, I get so frustrated with myself, I'd pull my hair out if I had any. <laughs> and like, like If I buy something and, and I have to assemble it, I I hate assembling things like that is the biggest pet peeve of mine. Like, just give it to me how it looks in the picture on the box. I don't want to open up a bunch of pieces. I'm just not that type of person. So like the other day, uh, Melissa and I, we bought some desks. We weren't looking for anything fancy, uh, you know, just something to have some extra workspace. And Melissa was looking at the cute ones. And I was looking at the estimated assembly time. That, that, that was what was going to be the determining factor for me. She sent me one, and I, I saw the estimated assembly time. It said three hours. I was like, no, I'm not going to take three hours on whatever day uh, to, to try to assemble this. It's going to be six hours because there's two of them, and it's not even really going to be six hours. It's going to be like ten hours because I have a hard time with instructions. I'm a visual learner. If you can, you know, if you can show me a, a YouTube video, we're golden, but if there's no YouTube video and I'm just having to go based off of the instructions, I am doomed. It's just me and those millions of tiny pieces and I just have to figure it out. So I, I just know like if I'm halfway in, I'm going to be so, I'm going to be in the worst mood and I can't get it together. Layla is the exact same way. Anytime she's trying to do something and she can't do it, she can't put her, she can't put her sock on, right? She gets so frustrated. A couple days ago, well, not a couple days maybe a couple of weeks ago, it was funny because Layla was trying to eat a taco and all the contents of the taco kept falling out. And she was so angry, man. She like started crying. I'm like, Layla, it's just a taco. And she's like, don't you ever say it's just a taco. There's no such thing as it's just a taco. Right. <laughs> but and so something like I, I understand that. I understand her frustration. We, we speak the same language there. So I try to. I try to like work with her. I'm like, OK, this is the way that you eat the taco. And, you know, just got you got to be careful. Don't eat it like this. You know, eat it like this. And, and you know, trying to teach her, because if, if something gets hard, it's so easy to just quit. And once you start quitting, that habit becomes easier and easier to do. And so the reason that we have to preach a message like this is because, church, your walk with Christ is going to be hard. It's not a matter of if it gets hard, it's a matter of when it gets hard, when that pressure is on, when your faith is getting tested, when people are looking at you and you're losing relationships and you're losing friends because you're trying to to stay focused and you're trying to stay uh, on on the course of of Christ. It's going to get hard, church, and you're going to suffer for the sake. Of Christ, and the more that you suffer, it's gonna be more and more tempting to just step back and walk away because society has taught us to quit when things get tough. And so as a result, we have people walking away from their callings, people walking away from church, they're leaving the church. This is why people, you know, they they have a bad experience and they look to God and they turn around, they walk the other way because they're quitting. All all we have to do is find an excuse that's good enough to quit. And when we're passing through these difficult times, church, people always look at the reason. You always look at the reasons that you have for quitting, right? You line them up. You're like, oh, it's too time-consuming. It's taking you know, time away from whatever, my, my, my family, my, my job. And we, 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 we look at the reasons that we have for quitting, but, but what about the reason that, that God has allowed you to go through it in the first place? What about that reason? What if there's a greater purpose and I look at Paul and I think, Paul, man, he had so many reasons for quitting. I'm in prison. I've made enemies all for the sake of the gospel. I might die. My eyesight is poor. Jesus, this, this Jesus who loves me so much, he, he made me blind. The first day we met, how rude. And I'm giving him my life, right? Like I have so many reasons. I'm in prison. People hate me. All of this is a result of what I've been doing for Jesus all these years. Maybe I just need to quit. But instead, instead someone say instead. instead. Because sometimes you have to evaluate your situation and sometimes you have to evaluate your mindset and what you've been telling yourself and you have to ask yourself, what, what if there's an instead? What if there's an alternative to my flawed thinking? Instead, Paul says, I want you to know something, brothers, that what has happened to me all that pain, all that all that junk, all the heartache, all the time in prison, all the beatings that he's taken, all of that has really served to advance the gospel. There might be reasons that I have for quitting, but there is a divine reason for why I'm going through what I'm going through. I imagine Paul just kind of trying to convince himself, I'm sure, you know, if you're in prison, anyone been in prison? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer, but I imagine if you're in prison, you have a lot of time to to think. And Paul's been in prison twice, and he's had some time to think. And maybe he's thought to himself, man, maybe I should quit. But then he asks himself, but what's going to happen if I do quit? And then he says, well, if I had quit back then, the gospel wouldn't be where it is today if i had given up back then church my my marriage wouldn't been it wouldn't be alive like it is today had i quit back then when i didn't understand what i was going through i would have never seen the bigger picture today had i quit back then when i was broken and alone i would have never known what it meant to be so strong and made whole and be a part of a community yeah there's a reason church there there's a reason i don't know if i'm getting through to you this morning man but there is a reason that you're going through what god is putting you through don't quit today maybe you're you're here and you're you're about at the edge of 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 your limit you're right there and you're like you know what this is it i'm gonna quit ask yourself is there another reason that you're not seeing? Because one day, your today is going to be your back then. You Everything's that, yes. And you don't want to be looking years from now thinking, man, I should have kept going. Yeah, it was a little bit hard. Yeah, it was really frustrating. Yeah, I got home in a bad mood and I had to deal with my spouse and we just fought every night. And, and we had to, I had to send him on the couch. And, and there was some nights where I had to sleep at a different place. And, 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 and yeah, it was really hard. But man, had I quit? My marriage wouldn't be like this today. I don't know what your situation is, church, but ask yourself, is it worth quitting or is there a plan that God has for why you're going through what you're going through? Paul keeps going. He says, verse 13, he says, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest of my imprisonment it's for Christ. And most of the brothers having not become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So he says, because of my imprisonment, the entire prison knows about Jesus. People all over the world are encouraged by my perseverance. I might have had reasons to quit, but the reason to keep going was greater. Tell the person next to you, there's a reason. Oh, that was so weak. Look, look, look. The, the person that you're sitting next to is probably your spouse or is probably a really good friend or maybe a sibling, and they know exactly what you're going through. So let them know hey, there's a reason. And let, let them know because, like, you know their situation. Let them feel confident there is a reason that you're going through that, babe. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason, church. James 1, 12, one of my favorite verses says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to all those who love him. The next part in Paul's letter, he kind of shifts tone. You're still with me, right? Okay. Verse 15. I had to include this because this is, this is interesting to me. Verse 15 says, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. Okay. See, Paul didn't just have haters from outside the church. He also had them inside the church. These were godly men and women who who knew the gospel. They knew the word. They preached the truth. They weren't false teachers. They weren't the Judaizers. These were Christians. These were followers of Christ. But they didn't like Paul. They thought, man, Paul's, he's he's too much. You <laughs> thought that about a person? <laughs> she too, she's too much. It's usually a she. You know? I, I don't know. <laughs> he's too much. He, he's too out there. He's too un, he's too bold and too unashamed, and, and his tactics, oh, they're they're way too unconventional. And so and to validate what they felt about Paul, they look at his situation. Admit that. Admit that. Come on. Some of us, we look at other people's situations and their hardships, and it makes us feel better about ourselves. Like, like if so-and-so fails, I can feel better about my failures. If, if so-and-so makes a mistake, it makes me feel better about my flaws. That's what, they're talk- that's what they're saying about Paul. Well, Paul, I mean, he's obviously got it wrong. He's in prison. He's in prison. And, there, and, and there's people that are taking the mic behind the pulpits of these, of these small churches, of these, these homes. And they're teaching other people to be against a brother in Christ. Oh, man, that, that gets me. Look at Paul. He's in prison. Maybe he shouldn't have done that. Maybe he shouldn't have went before the Pharisees and the Sadducees and made a fool out of himself. Maybe he should have just calmed down a little bit. Man, the brother, he's, he's just too much. He's too crazy. And Paul, Paul actually talks about this in, in, in Corinthians. He addresses this issue. He says, some of you say, I follow Paul. Others say, I follow Apollos. Others say, I follow Peter. Others say, I follow Christ. So like, there's... There's this internal disagreement which has created division and people are pointing the fingers at at their fellow brothers and sisters. Does does that not bother anyone else? Or is that just me, man? Like, If there's one thing that that riles me up, and there's not a lot of things that do that because I'm pretty laid back. I try to keep my cool. But when Christians start tearing down other Christians, I lose that cool real fast, man. And and I want you to know that I'm always going to defend you. If someone else is coming to me about you, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I want you to know. And I hope that you do that with me, too. Because man, we're all we have, man, for accountability. The, our, our Christian brothers and sisters, we are all that we have to depend on for truth. And, and so when we start tearing each other down, we start tearing down our, our accountability. Why would we do that? That's, a, that's another message, hold on, or mine. <laughs> that's not conducive to a kingdom mentality. That's a, my kingdom mentality. That's another message. Paul has these haters, and they look at him, and they look at his situation, and he's in prison, and he's had all this terrible luck, and people hate him. And they assign their own reasons to why Paul is going through all that he's going through. Church, can I tell you, man, don't be fooled by the reasons that other people assign to your problems. Don't be fooled by it. Don't, don't, don't listen to it because they don't know what you know. People judge out of context all the time. People judge by what they see that's on the surface, but they've never even bothered to look a little bit closer. They, chances are they probably never even talked to you about your issues. They haven't asked you about them. They're asking someone else who's making a, a judgment based on what they see too. Don't let other people assign their own reasons to your problems. I think... I think about Marisa. Marisa's my, my sister in Christ man. I love her family and I know that I know that you've been ta- you've been thinking about taking this big step of faith. And you've been praying about it for a long time. And I don't know maybe maybe all this maybe you've you've felt the messages have been to that situation but I'm going to talk directly to you right now because I know that this is on your heart, but if after prayer and after thinking about it and after, you know, trying to make the, the wisest decision, if you decide to quit your job and if as a result of that, you start seeing a little bit of hardship as you're building your business, as you're trying to acquire a customer base, and that, that, that usually happens. Entrepreneurs are broke all the time. <laughs> Amen. Yes. And if that's you, inevitably, inevitably people are going to look at your situation, and they're going to be like, maybe she shouldn't have quit her job. She had security. She had all this. And now she's going from hero to zero. Don't Don't be affected by the the reasons that people assign to you because they don't know what you know. They haven't had the conversation with God that you've had with God. They don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Only you know the reason. There will always be people, even in the church, who look at your situation and they assign their own reasons to your struggles. They might not even be doing it in a hateful way, man. But they're going to start telling you what they think. Like Job. Job had his friends, man. Job, you're going through all this because you're in sin, obviously. You got to repent. Another one said, Job, God is just mad at you. You're being punished. And then his wife comes along. It's like, Job, sweetie, this God of yours, he's obviously not a very good God. Just curse him and move on. But Job knew something that none of them knew. That he serves a faithful God. That he serves a sovereign God. That he is a child of God. And if there is a reason that he's suffering, even though being a righteous man, he's suffering and he's going through what feels like hell. Man, he's he's doing it. He's going through it for a reason. I don't know what it is yet. And I, I have all these people telling me what they think but I'm going to wait it out because I know one day I'm going to see the fullness of what I went through. Man, don't listen to all the reasons you or anyone else assigns to your situation because you know that there's a divine purpose for what you're passing through church. You might be hurting, today for the sake of Christ. Maybe you're struggling because you took a, st- a step of faith. But listen, man, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason. And you just can't forget it. There's a reason. You believe that this morning. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your situation is. I'm not going to judge you based off of what you're going through. Because I don't know you like God knows you. And I don't have a plan for your life, but I know God does. And I want to see you victorious, but I can't make victory happen for you, but I know God can. So let Him be the reason, let Him be the driver of your purpose and your plan, in spite of all the struggles that you might be passing through. And don't quit. Don't quit. You might be right there this morning. I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want to pray with you. I want to say a prayer over you right now. Right there where you're at, just close your eyes. Heavenly Father, there's someone in this place right now, Father, that is passing through some waters. And they're, they're in over their heads, my God, and they're They're about to call it quits, Father God, but I I pray right now, Lord, that you just, you send this spirit of of peace and tranquility, my God, and strength, my God, so that they may persevere, my God, through the situation and the trial that you have put them in, my God. Allow us to discern, my God, that, that if I'm in the desert, my God, it's because you put me here. If I'm going through something that is outside of the realm of my control, something that I didn't even contribute to, something that I didn't want, but I'm here, I have to know that you've got my back. I've got to know that you're looking down on me, my God, with love and compassion. I pray for strength for all those in this room, my God. Peace, my God, for all those that are in this room. Yes, Lord. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at PrimeraIglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.